the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But as we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, forgives our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. But for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may be delighted in your will, and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his only Son to die for you and for his sake, forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. 
Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that together with them we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. The first reading for this All Saints Day is from Revelation, the seventh chapter. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders addressed me, saying, who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Second reading from the epistle of 1 John, the third chapter. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We join now together in singing the congregational hymn, hymn number 671. 
respect of Christ, of whom the Holy Gospel is read. According to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you. When others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We confess together our holy Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and in the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Lord God, in whose sight is precious not only the death of all who are your saints by the baptismal flood washed in the blood of the Lamb, and who now rest from their worldly toil, but in whose sight is precious to your own dear ones who yet amid life's tribulation press on by your grace to that land of rest that awaits. Keep us ever mindful of the depth and breadth and height of your church throughout the world and throughout time. Encourage us in our lives with thoughts of saints, of apostles, prophets, patriarchs, and matriarchs in the faith of hosts arrayed in white, and high angelic hymns of praise, and when these thoughts seem too distant and lofty, remind us too of our dear ones, your saints, now hidden from our sight, who by your grace and through your strength taught and fed, encouraged and nurtured us, who now resting from their labors stand before your throne in everlasting light. In deepest gratitude, we give thanks for the life, faith, and the confession that you have given to each of these from our midst, who in recent times have been delivered unto eternal rest. Dennis William Heinz, Gilbert Buchholz, Chris William Heinz, Frederick Charles Hine, Vernon Cliffgard Lee, Earl Walter Means, Amico Cox, Robert Herman Harges, Martin Hugo David Borkenhagen, Margaret Ada Schuster, Robert A. Latham, Glenn Reed Miller, Ruth Mary Olfeld, other family members, friends, and brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world. For these all, gracious Father, receive our thanks. Hear us now as we continue in song to recall this blessed communion, this fellowship divine. For we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. Amen.
Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text from the 21st chapter of Revelation, these words, speaking of the city of God. The Holy Spirit writes, And nothing impure will ever enter into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is our text. Dear friends in our Lord Jesus, Heaven or hell, your choice for six pounds, no refunds. That's the title and the heading of an article in the London Times in which in part reads as this, if you're thinking of shuffling off this mortal coil, it's best then to be prepared. Funeral arrangements, wills, preemptive farewells to friends and family will make the end so much more reassuring. And now to ease the passage into a stress-free afterlife, you can book a first-class ticket to heaven, no more judgment day, no more temptation from the other place, no more tiresome long lines at the pearly gates for just twelve ninety-five or six pounds. Heaven is but a ride away. And so what will twelve ninety-five get you? The essential travel kit, not only a first-class ticket ride, but an official heaven identification card and a mini-information guide so that you can avoid culture shock. Upgrade to 1595 and you can also obtain an all-access VIP pass which includes admission to the land of milk and honey. And if damp conditions never did suit you, worry not for exactly the same price. You can swap hymns and the Bible for other items at reservespotinhell.com. With a 100% money-back guarantee and all of the packages, there's simply nothing to lose. Book now or forever hold thy peace. Don't be too hard on the British. While the ad indeed intends to mock religion in general and Christianity in particular, and well, certainly there are no lack of atheistic-type organizations in London or in England who would say and write and pay for ads such as this. This came from our good old U.S. of A. in Tacoma, Washington. Mocking the notion of life after death, mocking the notion that there are indeed any reservations of any kind required for it, and mock it as they might, but ironically their mocking claim is in part right. Scripture does talk about a reservation being required for heaven. It talks about a reservation that is far and away the most important reservation that you will ever make in your entire life. It talks about a reservation in a time called eternity, a reservation for a place called the city of God, a city that St. John describes in our text for today, a city that Scripture tells us in the context of this text that needs no sun, needs no moon to shine upon it. Why? Because the glory of God is its light and the Lamb of God is its lamp. And then it goes on in Revelation to describe, as we have heard also, how the city is populated. We heard about that in the epistle lesson for today. A great multitude which no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and all languages, standing there before the throne, 
and before the Lamb, the Lamb who will be their shepherd, it said, who will guide them to springs of living water, and God himself shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a city. What a city, dear friends. The city of our God. At three o'clock this past Wednesday, our sister in Christ, Ruth Allfeld, is now there. There were others that we love who have gone before us, many of them named in our commemoration of the faithful departed, but a few moments ago. In due time, in God's time, we all want to be in that eternal city, don't we? I want to see God's face there, don't you? I want to experience the mystery of his presence there, its warmth, the scripture describes it in the eternal light that emanates from his face and warms his people as he wipes away every tear from their eyes, don't you? I want to know all that God intends for his eternity to be for me and for mine, for you and for yours, and to sit and to stand and to live again and to love again with family and friends and the faith who have gone there before us, don't you? In due time, in God's time, don't you want to experience all of the humanly unimaginable and explicable things that his unlimited energy has created there for you to be able to enjoy? I want that for me and for mine, don't you? But God's word clearly states, as we heard in today's text, that this is a holy city. You heard it yourself in the first words of our text for today. Nothing, it says, nothing impure will ever enter into it. Nothing impure. You see, God's standard for admission to his eternal city, the necessary requirement for passage into his presence, is absolute holiness. It's perfect purity. Nothing short of absolute holiness. Holiness and perfect purity, nothing less will do, for to accept anything less would require God to be less than who he is and what he is. And so, quoting him, St. Peter says, It is written, You must be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Standards that are well beyond our sinful reach, requirements that exceed every mortal's grasp, no matter what he might do in life or accomplish in life or think he is in life, it's all beyond our mortal grasp. Weighty words that bend us down to our knees as they're intended to do and leave us asking then, Lord, what are we to do? What hope of heaven ultimately then do we have if it's absolute purity required before we can enter into your holy city and after all on the basis of the words that we've heard nothing impure will enter into it and here I am as Isaiah was a man of unclean lips standing among a people of unclean lips and we wonder how can we possibly stand then and be in the presence of the almighty eternally enjoying all of those things that he has prepared our sinful nature alone setting aside all of our sinful deeds and thought and word and deed. Just our sinful nature alone, because I was brought forth in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me, my sinful nature alone would exclude me and you also from entrance and then add to it the sinful things that we have repeatedly thought in the course of our lives, the sinful deeds that we have done to hurt one another and add to that at life's end 
all of the good that we had the opportunity to do in life and we never did do for one selfish reason or the other. And you add that up any way that you want to. And you sum it up any way that you can and the universal mathematics of it all makes it painfully clear to us. It leaves us all coming up far, far short of the glory of God. It doesn't take a master mathematician to conclude with St. Paul, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And do you know what that means? It means that left to ourselves, we're left out. Left to ourselves, you are left out. It means that left to ourselves, we have no reservation. But thank God, he did not leave us to ourselves. God has not left us to ourselves and at all. Indeed, as a Lutheran theologian, Johannes Quenstedt, so beautifully put it a hundred years after Luther died, Quenstedt put it this way. He said, this is the love of God. Rather than banish men eternally from heaven, he removed himself from heaven, clothed himself with flesh, became the creature of a creature and enclosed himself in the womb of the virgin and was wrapped in rags and laid in hay and housed in a barn. Nor does his love stop there, Quenstead says, but after a life spent in poverty and adversities, this love drives Christ to the ground on Olivet and it binds him in chains and it delivers him to jailers and it cuts him with a lash and it crowns him with thorns and it fastens him with nails to the cross and it gives him to drink of the eternal cup of bitterness. And finally, he said, this love compels him to die and to die for adversaries and for enemies continuously. And in, in these sundry ways, Christ who thirsts so greatly for our salvation declares his love and his mercy toward the whole human race. Thus Quenstead. You see, instead of banishing us from heaven, he removed himself from heaven for our sake in order to secure for us a reservation that we could never have secured for ourselves, a reservation in that city of God, that Jerusalem, the golden, of which we'll sing in today's last hymn, the city of God into which nothing impure will never enter into it. But then, thankfully, aren't you thankful indeed that it adds, but only those who will enter into it whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's who gets in. That's those for whom the reservation is made, those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank God, dear friend, that your name is written in that book of life. And know this for certain, it's not there because you put it there. It's not there because we scribbled away our names there. You could scribble eternity away with words excusing your sin or highlighting your good works in life and still never inscribe anything that counts for anything there. But friends, God in Christ has done for you what you and a thousand years and a millennium could not have done for yourselves. God has written our names where we could not write them. He has made reservations for us where we could never have made them for ourselves by his grace the Lamb of God, with his own precious blood, has inscribed your name indelibly in his book of life. The book of life, that same 
divine register that's mentioned repeatedly in the Old Testament, the register of life, which is referred to by the Apostle Paul when he speaks of his fellow workers as, quote, those whose names are written in the book of life, unquote. The divine register of grace in which our names are recorded even before we were around to record them. For scripture speaking of it says that our names were written from the foundation of the world in the book of the life of, of, of the Lamb who has been slain. The divine register in which our reservation has been recorded and secured by the one who long ago assumed full responsibility and assumed full payment for all of your sins. Most have done it before. A father who makes a reservation for a daughter's wedding reception. A mother who does it perhaps for a a birthday party of a child or a son or a daughter who makes reservations for the 50th anniversary celebration of parents or perhaps is an owner of a business making a Christmas dinner reservation for all the members of his company. And what do you do? You pay the deposit that's required and then you're responsible for the bill that's incurred for the entire group, for the entire party. All the other members of the group get in free as long as they're identified as a part of the group under the name of the one who has made the reservation for the entire party. And it happens all the time, doesn't it? And in a far greater sense, in a spiritual sense, it's happened once and for all with all of us and with Christ Jesus as well. Assuming full responsibility for the payment for your sins and for mine upon the cross, Jesus removes from the ledger all sins, debt that we have incurred over the course of time. Double for all of your sins, the prophet writes. Double. No need to wonder if payment was enough in your case. If your sins were greater than the payment Christ made, double payment has been made for all of your sins. In essence, that's what Luther says when he puts it so eloquently and he talks about the value of Christ's blood that was shed for you and for me. And he says, what will you do when you hear Paul say that such an inestimable price was given for your sins? Will you bring your own works then to try to add to what he has already paid? What are all of these, your works? What are, what are all of the works of all men and the sufferings of all the martyrs as compared to that of Christ? What is all the obedience of the holy angels even compared with the Son of God given? And given in the most shameful way into death, even death on a cross, so that all of his most precious blood was shed and for your sins. If you looked, Luther says, at this price, you would take all of your works and all of your supposed merits and you would curse them and you would defile them and spit upon them and damn them and consign them all to hell. Therefore, it is an intolerable and a horrible blasphemy to think up some work by which you presume to placate God when you see that he cannot be placated except by this immense, infinite price, the death and the blood of his only begotten Son. One drop, one drop, which is more precious than all of creation. His blood, Christ's, pays the price for your reservation. And his perfect life, St. Paul says, qualifies us to share 
in the inheritance of his saints in light. You see the res reservations already been made? So simply fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, who made that reservation for you, who paid that reservation for you, who says to you, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, but I go to replace, prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. He's gone there and he wants us there. And by his grace and through his means of grace, he's going to get us there. What does scripture say? He who began a good work in you, namely your salvation, is going to bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how does he do it? How does he do it so invisibly? And so quietly he comes to us now and he makes us his own through holy baptism wherein he places his name upon us and makes us part of the group even as all mankind was paid for by his reserving sin. Placing his name upon us as we've seen him do to so many of our children over the course of time in order that we then in his name might be able to gain entrance into the eternal and holy city of God. And that's why even now, he comes to us still, right here, receiving, as you do this morning, his very body and his blood and consecrated bread and wine. He secures us in the faith and he prepares us, soul and body, for the place reserved for you at the table of the Lord of the feasts. My reservation, you can say with absolute certainty, has been made made for me by Jesus Christ, indelibly inscribed and etched in the book of life by the blood of the Lamb, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing, in all of heaven, upon all of earth, or in hell itself, absolutely nothing that can erase what he has already done for me. His word to you is that good. His word is that good. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be undone. Hear Luther one more time on this All Saints Day when he speaks of what that word has already accomplished in you, his people. For the word of God, he says, is the sanctuary above all sanctuaries, yea, the only one which we Christians know and have. For though we had the bones of all the saints or all holy and consecrated garments upon a heap somewhere, still that would help us nothing. For all that is a dead thing which can sanctify nobody and can make nobody holy, but God's word. God's word is the treasure that sanctifies everything and makes it holy, and by which even all of the saints themselves were sanctified at whatever hour then, at whatever hour God's word is taught, God's word is preached, God's word is heard, read, or meditated upon, then there that person, that day, that work are sanctified thereby, not because of the external work, but because of the word which makes saints of us all. All Saints Day is indeed the day to celebrate the grace of God in the lives of those who have gone in the faith before us. It is indeed their day. And though we feebly struggle, while they in glory shine, it's our day too. For we're all saints in Christ Jesus. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
as those made fit to share in the inheritance of the redeemed saints, we as God's own children now approach our Lord, our God, in, in confident prayer, praying for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their need. Merciful Father, because you took compassion on mankind and sent your beloved Son in the fashion of a man to redeem man by his blood, receive the thanks and praise of us men for our salvation. And we ask that you grant to us, your saints below, the same continued grace you supplied unto saints that now stand around your heavenly throne, that strengthened in the faith as they were by your word and sacraments, we too might be sustained unto this life's end and be numbered with them in the eternal company of those who forever behold you face to face. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, though daily our sins testify against us, we ask that you would direct our eyes daily toward our crucified and risen Lord Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, and lead us to hope in him and recall the purity of forgiveness that belongs to his baptized and believing people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, bless those throughout the world who are persecuted for your name's sake with courage and boldness to continue to confess your name before men, even unto death, knowing that you will confess our names before your Father and all the host of heaven. For indeed, blessed are we already, for to us even now belongs the kingdom of heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant to our President and Congress and courts wisdom and prudence to execute with justice their constitutional duties, protect soldiers serving in foreign lands and those training even now to be deployed, protect all officers that keep the peace in our own land, and enable your people, while not of this world, to live in this world in peace and harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, whose compassion surpasses the depth of our need, be with us as we here feebly struggle with the tribulations of life. Regard and give patience to the infirmed, including Paul Duell, Dick and Elsie Much, Sonia Heidemann, Hugh Ryan, Ralph Chambers. Grant increased strength and healing to those recovering from medical procedures. We mentioned by name Vivian Sachs, Phyllis Thompson, Lois Schneider. Continue to uphold little Abigail Priest in body and in soul, strengthening her in each day, with each day. Be near to those who face the disheartening news of medical diagnosis, including the friend of Chris Stainer, Marie Lintow, diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uphold each and through medical aid and care accomplish in their lives what you will for their eternal good, reminding them and us all that what we will in glory be has not yet appeared. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed are those who mourn the faithful departed, including the family of Ruth Alfeld, whom you called to eternal rest. Blessed are they, for through your invincible promises and resurrection and eternal reunion, we receive earth's greatest comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, who is enthroned amid angels and archangels in the company of heaven, but yet deigns to avail yourself to us today under humble bread and wine, in your body and blood, to forgive our sins and strengthen faith. Enable each who comes to your table today to confess in faith, you come, O Christ, a gift for me. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Where you are, Lord Jesus, heaven is near. Receive our thanks that we continue to be as close to our dear and faithful departed as you are to us, sharing with them in a fellowship of all God's saints that transcends the veil between heaven and earth, that bridges the miles between your people here below. For in you, O Christ, all believers are united, members of one body, with you our living head. Father, now into your hands we commit all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit is ever to be praised, one triune God, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you holy lord almighty father everlasting god in the communion of all your saints gathered into the one body of your son you have surrounded us, us with so great a cloud of witnesses that we encouraged by their faith and strengthened by their fellowship may run with perseverance the race that is set before us and together with them receive the crown of glory that does not fade away Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. you alone, O Father. Be all glory, honor, and worship. With the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in the sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Receive now the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.